Welcome to The Power of Faith with David Hathaway. We are saved by grace, through faith. But faith in what? We are saved by faith, that God has accepted, the sacrificial death of his Son, on the cross. He died in our place, for our sin. This makes everything else, not just valueless, but totally invalid. The desire of the Apostle Paul's heart was that he might know Christ. To know him and the power of his resurrection means that we ourselves, by faith in Christ, have passed from death to life. That's why scripture says we must be born again. The old life is dead. That's the symbolism behind water baptism. We have died with Christ. We're buried in the water and we rise up to new life. Before David ministers, we want to thank you for supporting our humanitarian efforts in Ukraine. Daily, we are helping the displaced and vulnerable. Visit our website to watch the reports on how your giving is changing so many lives. Visit eurovision.org.uk Join David as he preaches from Philippians chapter 3. Verse 6, concerning zeal and persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is of the law, he was blameless. But in verse 7, but what things were gained to me, I counted loss for Christ. So when you come to Christ, all those earthly attributes are valueless. But, you know, it wasn't just the Jews that were guilty of this. I mean, if you look at religion today, so much of religion, even in Christianity, so much religion is based on keeping laws, not on salvation by faith. And we have got to come back to the basic thing that the Scripture teaches us. We're saved not by works, but by faith. But to the average... Uh, person in this country, uh, you, you imagine that when you're born, you need to be baptized into the church, and that gives you church membership. And uh, yes, it's not very often I do this, but I remember on one occasion because uh, uh, some friends of mine were having their child uh, baptized in the Anglican church, so I went. I was a pastor, but I went. And it shocked me that the vicar conducting the baptism said, I baptize you and into the church, so that by baptism that innocent baby was made a member of the church legally without any evidence of repentance and salvation, which is what the scripture teaches. And this is what Jesus was so strong about. Because when Nicodemus came to him and saying, what must I do to be saved? He said, you have to repent. You have to be born again. It's not through the keeping of the law. It's through faith in Christ. So uh, while he's saying, I count all these things but loss, he then goes on in verse 8, Doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus. So his faith was based on knowing Christ. And yet Paul 
was one who was not included in the original 12 disciples. Paul at that time was not a follower of Jesus. We don't know whether or not he was involved in the trial of Jesus and the leading up to the crucifixion. Scripture doesn't tell us that, but we do know that after the death of Christ, Paul was actively involved in imprisoning and killing these believers in the Messiah. And that's why his conversion is so remarkable on the Damascus Road. When that light shined, he was made blind and he was converted very miraculously. And if I were to say something, it's absolutely this. There needs to come that same kind of conversion into denominational structures and church structures today. Because one can become a member of the church and even in the ministerial side, even to be a priest or a minister without actually having a personal experience of salvation in Christ, because you simply obey the laws. So he goes on to say, I count all these things but loss, that I may win Christ and be found in him, not having my righteousness from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. And he actually says, of course, in verse 8, he counts all things as lost for the knowledge of Christ, for whom I've suffered the loss of all I have, and do count them worthless. And so he's now saying that this righteousness is only by faith in what? In Christ as a person? Yes. But it's faith. This faith that he's talking about is a belief that Jesus, when he died on the cross, is the only one who could pay the price of sin. And that's why Jesus is referred to as the Lamb of God, because in the Old Testament, the priests had to offer a sacrificial lamb, and the lamb had to be without blemish. And the only person alive in the world who's ever lived since Adam is Jesus, who lived a life because he was the Son of God without blemish. And only Christ, only Jesus, could be the sacrificial lamb to pay the price of our sin. And so what Paul is referring to very clearly here is the basics of salvation, which is we're saved by faith that God has accepted the death of his son on the cross instead of us. He died in our place. He died for our sin. And all that Paul is saying is that makes everything else of no worth. Uh, it's 
not just valueless, it's invalid is the great word. Right. But now we come to verse 10. And in this particular epistle, I've always had this marked because this is this next part is probably my one of my favorite bits in the whole of the New Testament. Because in verse 10, having said all this, Paul now says, the desire of his heart. Come on, what's in his heart is this, that I might know him, that I might know Christ. Remember that he didn't know him in any personal sense when Jesus was on earth. If it was any knowledge, it was opposition and persecution. He certainly was not amongst the disciples. From that point of view, he wasn't there on the day day of Pentecost either, but that's a different issue. So he's saying his whole desire is to sweep all this religiousness, whether it was the Jewish law or today, whether it's all the laws and customs of churchiality or religion, whether it's in the Anglican or it's in the Catholic or the Orthodox or any thing, all of that is worthless that we might know Him and not only knowing Christ, but knowing the power of His resurrection. One man with God is always in a majority. Our lives are in God's hands. We're not weak, we're not defeated. If God is with us, we are always on the victory side. Paul commands in Philippians, chapter 1, verse 28. In nothing, be terrified by your adversaries. However extreme the circumstances, we can have such a sense of comfort, consolation, joy, and peace in Christ. Our confidence, our trust is in Him. David believes every extremity is allowed in order to fulfill a greater purpose. All things will work together for good when we love and serve the Lord. Be encouraged as you read the winter edition of Prophetic Vision magazine. Visit eurovision.org.uk forward slash contact to receive your free copy. We believe God will bless you our faithful supporters, in such a way that you can continue to be a blessing to others. We are providing humanitarian and spiritual aid to the displaced in Ukraine. And David continues to hold evangelism. Daily we thank God for you, praying blessing upon you and your family. The Apostle Paul wrote, Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way, so that you can be generous on every occasion, and through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. To make a donation, visit eurovision.org.uk forward slash donation. Thank you for listening to the Power of Faith broadcast with David Hathaway. We would love to hear from you. Contact us by visiting eurovision.org.uk. Also available online 
are many free teaching resources to help you on your walk with God. David has written many faith-building books to encourage and inspire. Order these online today. Each month, David ministers online and in person. Our ministry is only possible because of the faithful support of so many people. For details on our evangelism and humanitarian relief work, visit eurovision.org.uk. Thank you again for listening.